We are in the book of 2 Timothy. We've been going through the new series called Ignite and talking about what it is to have a flame for God, a flame of faith during difficult times. And I think about the challenges as we have been looking at this passage of Scripture in 2 Timothy. We've looked through chapter 1 now fully and asking ourselves, man, what would it like, be like to have a flame for faith during challenging, difficult times like Paul experienced. And we have seen that these last few weeks. Now, when I thought about that, just like Princeton, I, um, I thought about this idea of going camping. I love camping. He's kind of, he and I are different than that. I love going camping. When, when I was a, a preacher in Oklahoma, we would go to the Arbuckle Mountains a lot, and we'd go camping. And I learned in that process the challenge of a good campfire. You see, a good campfire is not just a campfire that can keep you warm at night. A good campfire is a campfire that can also cook your breakfast in the morning. And if you've gone camping or spent any considerable time at a, you know, with a campfire, then you know this to be true, that there's some magic to a campfire that not only that you can get going, but that you can keep going, even through the night, and through the rest of your time. You can't be lazy when it comes to a good campfire. You have to address it, you have to work it. It requires work for that flame to endure hours or maybe even days. And as I say that to you, it, it dawns on me that that's so much like a Christian faith. To have a flame of faith that can last not just hours or days, but weeks and years and even decades. I'm going to tell you, when I was a 12-year-old kid getting baptized, I couldn't have imagined that my faith was to endure for decades. I couldn't have wrapped my head around it. And yet here Paul is in 2 Timothy chapter 2, and he's saying that's what it is to be a Christian, is to have an enduring flame, a flame that can last the test of time. Here in this passage, Paul has called Timothy to have an enduring flame. And I want you to know, while it takes faith to build a flame, and we have talked about this the last few weeks. Remember the, the initial, when, when Paul was telling Timothy how to stoke his, his flame, uh, his fire into a flame, he said, look, you got to remember who you are. I want you to remember your faith. Remember the faith of, of those before you, and remember this faith that God has called you to. While it takes faith to build a flame, I want you to know this, it takes endurance to keep a flame lit. It takes work to keep a flame lit. And so today, as we talk about an enduring flame, we're talking about what does it take to have a faith that can last not days and not weeks, but decades. Because that's really what God has called us to. Now, if you have your Bibles, if you want to look there with me in 2 Timothy chapter 2, Here's the message that I want you to see over and over again is this message of endurance. Look in verse 3. 
And you're, depending on your translation, it may look slightly different. I'm going to explain that in just a moment why it might. But verse 3, endure suffering along with me. Verses 9 through 10, because I preach this good news, I am enduring hardship and have, and have been chained like a criminal. But the word of God cannot be changed, so I will endure. I am willing to endure. Verses 11 through 12, if we die with him, we'll also live with him. And if we endure hardship, we'll also reign with him. So the message that's coming up over and over again in this is endure suffering and hardship and endure by not fleeing. In all actuality, if you look in your text, you may see where I quoted endure, you may have seen suffer. Oftentimes it'll say that in the, t- in the translation, suffer. The reason it's saying that is because the word there in the Greek is a very complex word that means a few things at once. Ultimately, it's a military word that is to endure hardship, to stand up under hardship. It's kind of a compound word, and a piece of the word is endurance, and a piece of the word is hardship. And so it may be translated enduring hardship in your Bible, it may be translated enduring suffering, or it may just be translated suffer. But that's what it is, endure suffering. That's verses three through nine. The other word is this, hey, just don't run away. Just don't flee, stick around, endure. Just stick around. You can do it. And so we get these two words in the passage, and it's essentially saying this, endure. Endure times and endure trials. Life is filled with trials, and you're going to have to endure it. You're going to have to stick through to the end. And life is long. Takes a long time. Endure it to the end. He's saying life can be challenging and life can be long, so endure. And we know this to be true. We've seen this to be true in our own lives. Now, as Paul's talking to Timothy, we see him talking about things that maybe we haven't experienced. I mean, he's going to talk about persecution. And as he talks about persecution, I want you to hear the message, endure to the end, endure the trials through the time that you're given, endure persecution. And he's going to talk about criticism. Hey, Timothy, you know, you're dealing with with attacks and criticism. Endure to the end. But it's not just persecution and criticism that we face and that he faced. You also face things like burnout. Just burnout. Or this one, temptation. And through these low points in life, Paul is telling Timothy, hey, endure to the end. Under hardship, endure. And during time, the time that seems to last forever, endure. Ultimately, what he's saying is, remain true. Remain true. The word endurance can can really say, remain true. Whatever you've been given, remain true to it. No matter how many years or no matter how much difficulty, endure, remain true true. You see, we are to have an enduring flame, an enduring flame. And I don't know about you, but I believe that probably in this Christian walk, you have seen people whose flame has burned out. And so here he is again, and he says, remain true, have that enduring flame 
for me. Now, in this passage of Scripture, he's going to give us some examples of what it is to remain true and have an enduring flame. He gives us three secular examples. Three secular examples that say, remain true to the end in spite of challenges. A soldier, an athlete, and a farmer. And after he gives us three secular examples, then he's going to give us three Christian examples. Paul, Timothy himself, and then Jesus. Three secular examples and three Christian examples that say, this is what it is to have a flame that never goes out, to remain true to what you've been called. So he starts off in verse 3, the soldier, the soldier. He says, hey, endure suffering like a good soldier. He talks about the soldier and the task of the soldier. By the way, I just think it's really fascinating. As he begins to unfold this, he is taking a look at some of the most enduring, hardworking individuals you can, you can think of. Soldiers and farmers and athletes and Christ and Paul and Timothy. Here they are, these hardworking individuals. He brings up the soldier. He has a task of standing up to an enemy. You know, there is an enemy who is fighting against this soldier and wants to keep him from completing his task. And so he says, remain true. The soldier remains true to his orders. He remains true by not engaging in civilian affairs, but having a focus on the affairs that his commanding officer has given him. He remains true. And here's what Paul says. Because he remains true, he has a goal and a reward to please his commanding officer. What happens to that soldier who, through the challenges of life and through the time that he is doing his task and his duty, continues to the very end? You know what happens? He receives a reward of pleasing his commanding officer. Next, he goes to an athlete. Paul says, also, it's like an athlete. Verse 5. It's like an athlete who has a task to compete in a race. And he remains true to the rules. Have you guys ever seen somebody race a race and they didn't follow the rules? Uh, you know, in the Olympics, you see somebody who, who wins and then you come back and they look and they go, you know what, he... he started right before the gun, you know, was, was, was shot. Or, or you see a, maybe a football player who's playing in this game and scores a touchdown, and then they come back to review it, and they say, no, he, did, you know, his, he, wasn't, he didn't have possession of the ball. So being true to the rules as an athlete, and he has to remain true to the rules that God has given him, and when he does, he receives his goal and reward of the victor's crown. Just like the, the soldier who, if he remains true to his commanding officer, he receives the reward of, uh, of making his commanding officer proud of him. Now here's, the soldier, here's this athlete, and if he remains true to the rules, he gets to see the victor's crown. And then finally, he says, look at the farmer. Hey, real quick, look at the farmer. The farmer has this work or this task of plowing the field, of taking care of it. You know, these guys get up, they put their nose to the grindstone, they put their nose to the plow, and they work all the time, and they're up early in the morning, and 
They do this task, and what happens when they do this task? They gain the reward or the goal of enjoying the crop. They get to enjoy the crop because they have remained true to the task that they have been given. So Paul says this, those who endure to the end will receive the blessings of God. Those who endure to the end will receive the blessings of God. If a person, let's say we have a soldier and he endures to the end, he receives his reward of pleasing his commanding officer. If we have a farmer who endures to the end, he receives the reward of the crop. If we have an athlete who endures to the end, he receives the reward of the victor's crown. Those who endure to the end receive a reward, the blessings of God. Now he's going to give three examples of this, three Christian examples. And he's going to start off in verse 8 with Jesus. And he says this, Jesus had a task, and that task was the cross. And Jesus, by dying on the cross and putting others before himself, putting the obedience of God before himself, he remained true to that task. And because he remained true, he experienced a reward. The resurrection from the dead. The salvation of souls, verse 10. Here's Jesus just like the farmer and just like the soldier and just like the, 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 uh, the athlete. Here he is and he's saying, look, remain true to the task. And when I remain true to the task, there is a re reward for me. But Jesus isn't the only one. Look in verse 9. Criminal. There was a criminal. Well, one who was treated like one. Who is that? The Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul, who had been treated like a criminal and, and endured the, the task of proclaiming the gospel and remained true, even though he was treated as a criminal in chains, Paul had endured through this process. And when you endure through that process, what do you gain but a reward? And Paul says, I have a goal and a reward that others might come to know the gospel, that others might be saved. And so he turns to Timothy in verse 15. And he says, you know, you're the exact same. You too have a task. Your task is to rightly handle the word of truth. That word, that precious word of God that has been in place in your hands, you, Timothy, doing the work of evangelist, are to take that word and rightly apply it to your life and to your ministry and to your message. You have a task just like Jesus had a task. You're going to the cross. And just like Paul had a task of enduring persecution for the gospel. So Timothy has a task to rightly handle the word of truth. And when Timothy does that, when he remains true to God's word and God's task, here's what happens. He receives a reward as well. The goal of being presented to Christ unashamed. And so once again, here it is. You see it broken down. This message that says, be faithful to your task. Remain true. Endure. And when you do, there will be some blessing from God. Some reward. 
The work of endurance is to remain true to one's task. The work of endurance is to remain true to one's task. And in Timothy's case, Timothy's task was to God's word. Now, I love how this story kind of ends. In the text, it puts it sort of in the middle. But it really is a summary of everything that that Paul has been saying to Timothy. And it's what has been known historically as the martyr's psalm or the martyr's prayer. And we see it here in verses 11 through 13. Paul tells Timothy, here's a trustworthy saying. I want to give you this trustworthy saying. If we had died with him, we'll also live with him. You get a sense in that statement of the length of time of Christianity, of being a Christian, the time. But you also get a sense of of the challenges of Christianity. That there's a possibility of death and, and dying with him in Christianity. But then you also see the reward. If we die with him, we will also live with him. And if we endure, we will also reign with him. I want you to see the word endure there once again. Endure, being faithful to the end. Enduring of what's the reward? Reigning with him. But then he throws this little twist at the end. A twist that we know to be true. A twist that we know to be an absolute fact in the same way that if a if a farmer decides not to do his job, he doesn't get to enjoy the reward. Or if an athlete decides to not follow the rules, he will be disqualified. Or if a soldier decides not to follow his commanding officer, that he won't please his commanding officer. He puts this message in here. If we deny him, he will deny us. So in other words, endurance is important. Being faithful to the task is important because if we aren't, then we won't receive those blessings. But then look at the last thing he says. I love this. And if we are faithless, he will remain faithful for he cannot deny himself. In other words, I think here's what he's saying is, you know how the soldier and the athlete and the farmer are faithful to the end? And you know how Jesus and Paul and Timothy have been called to be faithful to the end and are faithful to the end? You know who else is faithful to the end? God. God remains true. God remains faithful. So just like us, we have a God who remains faithful, and he's calling us to be like him. So Paul gives us three examples. He gives us the three examples of the soldier, the athlete, and the farmer, and then he gives us three more examples of Paul and Timothy and the Christ, and he wraps it up with an example of God and God doing that, and he leaves it with us to take it. And here's my question. So what about us? What is God trying to tell us in this story? Does he have a message for us in this text to tell me something about what my Christian walk is to look like and how it's supposed to be? And I'm hoping that you see just the obvious, obvious dots that have to be connected in this text. You see, like those before us, we remain true to our task. 
We remain true to our task, just like the people before us, just like Paul and just like Timothy and just like Christ, remain true to the task that God has given you. I get asked the question, what is your task? I don't know how many soldiers we have here in the audience or how many athletes or how many farmers. I know there's no Jesus here. I know there's no Paul here, maybe someone who feels the calling of Paul or somebody who feels the calling of Timothy. But what's your task in Christ Jesus? And I want to suggest that no matter what it is, as you have seen in the course of your life, your task of being faithful to him, I encourage you to remain true to that task. Remain true to that task. Here's what I need you to know. You don't have to be a Timothy to be faithful to the task of rightly handling the word of truth. You don't have to be a Timothy to be faithful to the task of rightly handling the word of truth. You don't have to be an evangelist to be faithful to the task of rightly handling the word of truth. That's something we can do in our, in the, in our rooms, in our houses, at coffee shops, that's something we can do at work. That's something we can do with our children and with our grandchildren to remain faithful to the task. I need you to know this. You don't have to be a farmer. You don't have to be a farmer to be faithful to the task of putting your nose to the plow, waking up every morning to see God bless you with an amazing crop. You don't have to be a farmer. You can trust God and he will bless you with an amazing crop if you focus and be faithful to the task that you have been given. You don't have to be Jesus to sacrifice yourself for someone else. To be faithful to the task of service like Paul was faithful to the task of service to others. You don't have to be Jesus, and you don't have to be Paul to be faithful to that task in God. You don't have to be a soldier to please the one with authority over you. In fact, you can please the one with authority over you without being a soldier. You can see your purpose in life is to, to please your commanding officer who is your God. And not be engaged in civilian affairs. And I got to tell you this. You don't have to be God to be faithful to the very end. You don't. You as a human being can remain true to the task that you have been given and be faithful to the very end. And I want you to know this. By remaining true, we will receive the blessings of God. And that's the point of this sermon. The point of this sermon is to have an enduring flame. An enduring flame that will keep you warm to the end. An enduring flame that will re reward you and bless you in the end. And I believe if we can be faithful to him to the end, that we will see the rewards that he offers. The blessings that he offers. Well, I got to tell you, this is a challenging one for me. 
It's a challenging one because I didn't know coming into this how many hours and days and weeks and years and decades God was requiring of me. But I know this. He calls me to endure to the end. I challenge you, endure to the end and you will receive that reward. If there's anything you need from this body, we're here to serve you today. Won't you come now as we stand and as we sing together.